Joe Gibbs, of course, who owns the car of Martin Truex, as we know, was the team owner for many, many years of Kyle Busch's cup car. And he was asked in the press conference, post-race press conference at Sonoma, about uh, running against Kyle Busch now. It's not fun. Yeah, we don't, we don't like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and certainly, we didn't want that to happen. It did. And, you know, he's, he's a real talent. Got such respect for him. And, you know, we don't like racing against Kyle. I think he's going to win a bunch. And we know it. And so we got to work our guts out to try and stay in front of him. And I'm uh, just thankful today that, you know, Martin was able to, to stay there. Hold on. We don't want that. to. We didn't want that to happen, but it did. Of course, he's referring to Kyle Busch leaving Joe Gibbs racing. And mm -hmm. of course, now with Richard Childress racing. What do you mean? We didn't want that to happen. You let it happen. You told him that things weren't going to work out for the next year. He would be best to find another ride. I don't understand the word. Well, now, wait a minute. I'm not a Joe Gibbs apologist by any stretch, but... If Joe Gibbs doesn't have the sponsorship to sponsor a car for Kyle Busch, then what's he supposed to do? Come out of his own pocket and pay for it himself? Valid. All right. And so Ty Gibbs getting that ride because of the monster money. Yes, is that without question. Monster has become sort of a, a, uh, a promoter or a representative of some of these drivers. Why do you think Kurt Busch is not uh, driving for a monster car anymore? And, and uh, Kyle, is, Kyle is driving it. Well, Kyle, no, Kyle's driving the McLaren car. No, no, no. Car what's the, what's the, the Gibbs kid? Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ty Gibbs is driving for Monster. He's a Monster-supported athlete. And Kurt is not. And he's a Monster-supported athlete. Monster's manipulating a lot of strings in the background. And so, then Tyler Reddick's in a Monster car. It It is a little weird that, that Monster is kind of... You've got two different teams, two different drivers, obviously. And the same can be said for Bass Pro Shops. You've got... Two different cars, two different drivers, two different you teams. Know, it's just said all over in, uh, sports. Red Bull, for crying out loud, is sponsoring people in who knows how many things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Red Bull dropped Travis Pastrana in American Rallying and put their logo on Brendan uh, Seminuk, and they were driving for the same Subaru team last year. So, yeah. I just the don't money, understand when, the sponsor, money when a sponsor has two different competing teams, yet they're against each other in the same series. I get it if you're branching out all throughout motorsports or other sports, but two competitive teams in the exact same series. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And Monster's doing that. Crash, and come on. That, ha that. that happens. Okay. Uh, we could take the rest of the hour to do no, that. No, but, go for it. You got but, a minute. But that's the that's what happens when you let the sport the the sponsor take over the program. And Monster's been working this up for a couple of years now. But when they kick somebody out of one of their cars and put somebody else in it, then they are taking over the program. Monster is uh, the representative of these guys, and they're putting them in whoever they want in the seat. Mark Truex got the big win at Sonoma. Uh, frankly, a boring race, and I don't think I'm alone with that assumption or that opinion. 
But Martin Truex, after the race, was asked about running against his former teammate. Does it make any difference running against his teammate or running up against his former teammate? Martin Truex, post-race. I don't think it matters. You know, I think Kyle and I have raced um, together long enough and have enough respect for, for one another to race hard but race clean. I think we understand each other, know our limits. And, um, you know, honestly, I think in the last uh, – I don't know, 17, 18 years, we've had maybe two run-ins where it was like, oh, that was that was stupid. I was an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? One on, I think one for each of us, literally. And um, we've had some great races. We finished one, two a lot of times. We've battled for, for the lead for wins a bunch. And, um, you know, he's he's great to race with. I'd, I'd race with him any day of the week for, for a win and, um, and, and feel like we could do it fair, we could do it hard and respectfully. So... Um, I was totally fine with with him being at the front with me, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm lucky. To, I'm I'm happy he didn't get close, but um, you know, because he would have been getting after it like he always does. But uh, no concerns at all to race against Kyle. Again, it was looking like Kyle Busch was on his way to another race win. Didn't pull it off. Martin Truex was asked about the late yellow in the Sonoma race and typically late yellows in road course races, there's melee. It's madness on the track. Didn't happen on this track. Why not Martin Truex? Just the track layout, um, you know, narrow track. You go through turn one up the hill to turn two. There's not a lot of room for like dive bombs. There's no room for guys that, you know, okay. Compared to like Indianapolis, for example, you have a long straightaway that's eight cars wide or, eight car, you know, car whist wide going into a corner. That's two cars wide, flat 90 degrees. This is like, you get through turn one, it's slippery. It's kind of narrow. There's nowhere to go. You can't dive bomb people and just go in there. Like you do at Coda, you know, you go up the hill and everybody bonsai's and it's five wide and you got to turn, you know, uh, I don't know, 120 degrees or 180 degrees to go back the other way. And, and you get run out, run over and run into. So just the track layout. And, and that's why I think, you know, I watched, Watching Portland last weekend with with moving the Xfinity starting uh, the box to restart in back that made their restarts a lot more sane and and racy too and not as as much of just a clown show where you know everybody bonsai's into turn one at the end of the race and runs through each other. We were a victim of that at Coda, and it's frustrating. Um, but it's just the layout here of the track keeps that from happening for the most part. Statman, I'll let you jump in on that because it sounded like he was subliminally talking to you uh, <laughs> regarding some of your opinions on these road courses with a few of these cup drivers. Well, I don't know about that. He's he is telling the truth. I mean, it's, there's not a the places to pass. You have to pass differently at Sonoma. Uh, you pass under braking. You pass. Uh, there's not real long straights where you could uh, come out of a turn faster. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult at Sonoma. The one major place that where you could dive bomb somebody, as he says is at the, at the end of the closest thing to the straight, the 180, uh, I don't know what it is, turn 10, I think it is, uh, 11, uh, where, you know, guys punt each other, spin them out and everything. But that's the one place you could dive bomb, cause accidents and all sorts of stuff. But everywhere else you pass under breaking a driver's skill as opposed to just throwing your car in there and hoping you can keep it all together. More from Martin Truex, and this is a – no duh 
moment when asked about the late or the lack of stage breaks in road course racing. Uh, it's Is it permanent? I'm not sure. I'm sure Stat and Crash can answer that question coming up next. But again, Martin Truex on no stage racing when it comes to road courses. Yeah, it did. I mean, you know, I think if it was, if there was going to be yellow flags at the stages, we would have, you know, threw our stage points and pitted before the stage, which is what we, you know, I talked about yesterday when I was here. Um, you know, that's, I think, why we, we all like this. You know, with stage racing is awesome. I love it. I think everything about it is great. But at road courses, you had to, you had to, for the most part, say, okay, we're just going to give up stage points because we think we can win the race. You kind of had to pick and choose. Um, so I think today, you know, showed that it worked out. Uh, we were able to get some stage points, not as many as we should have because towards the end of stage two there, the caution fell and we pitted and some guys stayed out. But, you know, in general, I think for the overall strategy of road course racing, it's better without the, uh, the, the stops when you, when you get the stage breaks. I don't think that should just be limited to road courses. I mean, I'm with him in that I like stage racing because of the different opportunities for points for several different drivers. And it's just, it's another unique dynamic, but never, even on ovals, I don't believe there should be yellows. I know sometimes you can time pit stops. Screw that. Time your pit stops accordingly based on the activity on the track, not because you know there's a guaranteed yellow coming up at a certain time. I don't like yellow flags for stages, ovals, or road courses. So I'd, I'd be great to do away with them, period. Keep the stages, but don't throw the yellow flags. Just keep the momentum of the race going. But isn't it also part of the strategy? It allows teams to have different strategies, Crasher, when you do have those stages? You're still, in my opinion, you could still have that sort of strategy because you're still racing for points at the mm -hmm. end of a stage. But... Yeah, the, the yellow and slowing down the momentum and slowing down the activity. No, I don't think that's necessary. Martin, On any Tru track. Martin Truex, your winner from Sonoma here in the Freak Nation.